You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon, Podcast Detroit. This is Liz Reed, your resident life guru here with another great show with my co-host, Julie. Hey there. <laughs> How you doing, Julie? Good. We've been goofy all day long. We have been. We're doing Just a, a lot warning. Of Heads up. <laughs> Heads up. Even a lot of laughing. Serious subject. <laughs> serious subject matter, as usual. But like we say, we cannot um, talk about mental health without laughing at some point because it's just too heavy of a subject, right? So I we got to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'd like to give out a little disclaimer. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional, even though I am a mental health professional. We are here today to talk to you about toxic relationships. Everybody's got one. Um, toxic relationships can fall into family, friends, lovers, uh, people you know casually, uh, like I said, friends or relatives, people you work with, right? So, oh, yes. to, yeah, without <laughs> work a, related, <clears throat> work, sure. those are really tough ones because you can't really get out yeah. of those, right? You can't tell them off real easily. No, you can't. And there's a lot of components <laughs> to it, too. There are so many different things about toxic relationships that we don't know. Um, well, first of all, one of the hardest parts is getting out of one. So one of the things that you need to know about a toxic relationship is what is a toxic relationship? Okay, so like we said, it can be a family, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's verbally abusive or goes into physical abuse or anything like that. It can be basically somebody who sucks the life source out of you, that person that um, doesn't build you up but brings you down. And we have several definitions of how that works. So we'll be going over all of that. Um, one thing I want you to know is that toxic people choose kind and loving people that won't abandon them easily. Did you know that? Hmm. I guess I never really thought about that, yeah. but I've mm -hmm. been witness to this. Absolutely. For sure. And for a lot of people, they'll say, how come I keep going from one bad relationship to another? How come I keep going into this, you know, another person that is negative that, uh, you know, uh, preys on my vulnerabilities? And it's because they know who they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to take their stuff. Well, true. And not leave them easily. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, which is is difficult for the person who's in the toxic relationship. But as I said, you know, physical and emotional abuse, then we're stepping into a whole nother line of this subject, which can graduate to that, but not in every case does that happen. Yeah, I think there's a lot of subtle ways that people are toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have one friend who just told me the other day, she said, wow, I didn't realize I was being verbally abused because I thought verbal abuse was yelling 
Yeah. But his was a lot more subtle and chronic and, you know, constant criticism sort of thing going on. Passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Withholding uh, conversation, not talking, um, being withdrawn, uh, not speaking to you. Silent treatment. Oh, the silent treatment. I had a boyfriend for years that could literally go two weeks without speaking to me. Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he would just shut down. And it was it was torture, absolute torture, especially for somebody me, like me who likes to talk all the time. <laughs> right? It so was, they punish you. It's another sure. thing. You Absolutely. Know, withhold um, their affection or <laughs> mm-hmm. attention or, yeah, not just plain old not talk to you. For sure. And one of the other things um, that we generally associate with tox- toxic relationships that can be a little bit confusing is the narcissist, you know, which is a component that we're going to talk about a little bit today. That is a popular insult that is overused right now. No, People mm-hmm. don't actually know exactly what a narcissist is. I think I'll give you a quick rundown of what that is right now, so that'll be helpful for us. And then we'll get back into toxic relationships. So an actual narcissist has many different components. Um, there is an actual diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder, which is um, no matter what environment they're in, they are the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. That is how they think and feel day and night. This carries over in t- through genetics. This and also can be hmm. part of being really? an entitled, yeah, an entitled child that is, you know, always given the first place award, even though they don't deserve it. <laughs> right. And you're super special and you're the greatest mm-hmm. kid that ever lived. You know, just over attention and being spoiled. Um, these, this as a actual narcissistic personality disorder can manifest into, uh, kind of, um, sometimes in some cases, like, uh, psychopathic type behaviors. Mm. Okay. Social, uh, socially inept people. Right. That can be mean, evil. Right. So they lack empathy. Yes. Isn't that a huge thing when it turns into, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. Psychopathic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, where people lack empathy. I, I was reading that's a huge thing for the narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, we can see this with, you know, th- this all goes along with serial killers, things like that. Not that all narcissists right, are serial right. killers, but this is where these things kind of cross over and there's kind right. of a fine line in between that. But um, they can, you know, uh, be evil, mean, rage a lot, mm-hmm. uh, very neglectful. This can also happen from a child that's been neglected their whole life, too. Oh, they so can they compensate over okay. major overcompensate. Okay. But the, the two most uh, uh, diagnosed narcissists are the grandiose narcissist, mm, yeah. which you're going to see this in our leaders, politicians. Um, they t- but their downfall is they take big risks without worrying about failure because they can pretty much do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. They're very ex- uh, extroverted people. They're entitled. Um, they use people. They hurt people. They don't seem to care. They're cheat. They're controlling. You know, they're um, just, you know, full of themselves on a very grandiose level. And we see a lot of that, right? So in politics, that, exactly <clears throat> that carries over. Into, <laughs> I'm not yes. going to go any further than that. <laughs> no, we won't. But, but we all know what we're talking there. about here. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the vulnerable narcissist. I don't know. If, I think a lot of people know about the vulnerable narcissist. This is someone who is um, shy. 
and hypersensitive. And oh. I've treated a client okay. like this. So I know this verbatim. Um, hypersensitive um, wonders why they don't get the attention that they deserve, yet they lack a, a, a extreme amount of empathy. They're very smug, overly sensitive. They don't have relationships and no one's good enough to have a relationship cynical, with them, right? Mm-hmm. Are these the cynical ones? Yeah. Okay. And so always like a chip on the shoulder. Yep. Okay. Uh huh. So they they're pissed off all the time. Why can't ah. Why can't I have a relationship? Why can't I have a good relationship? But I'm not going to leave the house. I'm oh, not going to do okay. anything. I'm not going to interact with anybody because they're not good enough for me. Mm. Everybody's beneath me, and I'm just going to sit here and wallow in how great I am. Right. Yeah, they're that kind of people, That's, which is really interesting, right? Because a lot of people think of everybody as being super grandiose. Right. Yeah, I really didn't realize are. that one. Okay. Oh, and we do know who um, narcissists, that, where that comes from, right? Narcia, the in Greek mythology. He thought he was the most beautiful man in the world. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, he did. He he was always wandering, looking for the love of his life, and then found his <laughs> reflection in a pond and said, there he is. Oh, God, that's yes. great. And so they named a daylily after him. I guess the um, biological name is Narcissia something, something. or other. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, um, beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. Which is beautiful. Okay. And um, I, I think something horrible happened to him, like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> like Medusa, he threw snakes on her head and turned men to stone. Oh, okay. I think he we'll could never, he that. was bound yeah. and determined to never find love or something like that. But at least we know where that comes from. Hmm. Yeah, that narcissist is quite a different person, you know, and very difficult person to end a relationship with. But that's a little different than the toxic person because a narcissist, when they're done with you, they're done with you. Yes. Okay. If you, when you, you, you no, no longer serve longer a purpose. Meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or they're calling you out on, on their stuff. Yeah. They're difficult all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They are yep. very Throw difficult. Throw them out. Move on. Get out. Yep. I don't need this anymore because you become more trouble than you're worth. Exactly. Yep. I've yep. seen it. Have you? I have witnessed it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I have witnessed it recently. We talked about this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, oh, so Lord. when we're back to t- okay, so I want to clarify. This has been like the craziest <laughs> nine weeks of my life. All right, my husband has been extremely oh, ill. Sorry, which is, why am I laughing? Yeah, but you're like what, you said, you got to roll with it. Do you know? at this my point. God, my husband's been extremely ill. He has a heart condition, and we have been in and out of the hospital. He has had three surgeries. He's had um, he fainted. I mean, D all of the above. It's been one thing after another. It's been a nightmare. Thank God, I do believe this man's on the mend. But God only knows when I'm going to come home to right. <laughs> right. And I'm leaving for a week. I'll be in Maine, and I'll be in Boston, and. Boston. <laughs> Boston. Uh, and so I'm just hoping to God the man lives through it. I'll check on him. Thank you. <laughs> I'll Thank peel you. him off so, from the floor. You know, like when one thing happens, another thing oh, happens. God. And that's how it's been for the mm-hmm. last like nine weeks. It's been one thing after another, including the grand poopa, as I just mentioned to you too, my cat <laughs> peed in my purse. <laughs> I can't even believe my cat oh, peed. My that has Lord. never happened to me in my life with all the animals I have. And I was like, really? Okay. Well, I <laughs> give up. It. I give up. I just absolutely give up. It's been one thing after another. Oh, but you anyways. have a toxic cat. I think your talk, your cat is, uh, 
had some negativity yeah, going some on there. Toxic behavior. Well, it is in reality <laughs> if you think about True. it. He's, he's a hundred thousand years old. It's him and his buddy. You know, I have ten cats. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, uh, Hilter and his buddy Blix are getting really old. So if I don't feed them their cat food at a certain time, they go over and pee on oh, things that I own that Lord. are that yeah, means something to me. Hence my purse the other day. Mm. So I, you know. They're they're in lockdown right now. Okay, they're in my Diapers? little no. They're in my little mini psych ward at home that I have. I'll Whoa. have to show it to you. Yes, it's this caged in area Seriously? where they. Oh yeah, for sure. The ones that are losing their mind that are at the end of their oh, lives. Boy. I have to kind of isolate them from everybody else because of this behavior. Right. Right. So you have patience, and then you come home, and yes. you have to treat your. <laughs> I talk to him. He doesn't get it. No. He's like whatever, peeing in your purse. Oh. Yeah. So that was the okay. grand finale to mm. my week. But anyways, back to toxic people. So, so we have plenty of toxic people in our lives, right? We think these people create a lot of drama. Um, yes, absolutely. But, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And they don't like to be told what to do. True. Yeah. They get kind of kind of pissed off with that. So, mm-hmm. as you know, recently I ended a toxic relationship that I mentioned a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, that uh, – Okay, so for this exact reason, I did not end this toxic relationship. And you were on the end of this. You heard this phone conversation. It was uh, shocking. I was floored. Shocking. Wow. Shocking. So I ended this 40-year relationship with a friend who shall go nameless. And I wished her nothing but the best on that broadcast. You did. Did I not? You did. I care about her. I love her. I wish her well. Mm-hmm. I want nothing bad for her. But she and I just don't drive anymore. And that's okay. That's cool, right? Yes. Yep. So a week later, I'm sitting at my sister's house. The phone rings, a strange phone number. I don't answer it. I hit the voicemail, and it is a friend of hers from another state, high as a witch doctor on God knows what. I know she said history of drug abuse and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard that. You heard it. Yeah, I she, played it for she you. Outright threatened, threatened you. me. If I was in Michigan, I, you know, whatever she said, I'd beat your ass. I'd kick your ass. Wow. I think she said. And uh, this, and I rescued you from Disneyland. Whatever the hell that was all about, I had no even... idea. And it was this long, horribly aggressive. So. Evidently, she sent her task force out yeah. after me. Yeah. That really makes you want to be friends with her again. Yeah. Well, well that's really enticing there. <laughs> it is. So I ended up having to block everybody on mm-hmm. everything. That was really alarming. I happened to be at my sister's house when it came through, and I hit the—my sister was listening to it, and we were both like, what in God's—where is this coming from? You know, I never even mentioned her name. Yeah. Why would she be so aggressive? And you really didn't say anything negative other no. than this relationship is not working for me and I wish her well. Yes. I mean, because trust so. me, I can be nasty. But I wasn't that time. <laughs> Are you sure you want your clientele in, in, to know that? In full disclosure, when I'm off duty, okay, when I'm not working. But anyways. Don't drive but, with her. Yeah. Yeah. Julie hates driving with me. I'm always sucking somebody's bumper. <laughs> And yelling at him, get out of the way! Wait, I have road rage. I can't help it. I do. Yeah, you should go to therapy for that. I think. <laughs> oh, I think that was mentioned in that phone call too. You need to get yourself into some kind of therapy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh, that was wild. So, anyways, that's out of my life. Thank the Lord Jesus. That's off my back. But mm-hmm. so, so this is why we don't end toxic relationships for fear of retaliation. Exactly. It it gets worse. They pull out all the stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. Yeah. You know the shit's going to hit 
the fan, basically. <laughs> Sorry to word sure. it that way, but when you... They, mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're ready to leave. Well, you know, but and I like think, you were saying, go ahead. Oh, sorry. go ahead. No, no, no. Go but ahead. I think that reinforces your decision. Oh, God, I think that yes. should be like, okay, this is why I left. Yep. Okay, this all makes sense. This is for the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It takes a while, though. It takes a while, though, because so when you're in a toxic mm-hmm. relationship, from my experience, you keep saying, Oh, there she is. There's my good friend. Oh, I'm going to ignore that horrible thing she just said. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore that horrible thing. Oh, there she is. Okay, I can still stay in this because what did I say from the beginning? They choose people that are loving and mm-hmm. compassionate and forgiving. And that's what I am. I'm a loving, compassionate, forgiving person or I wouldn't be a therapist. Right. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And, and so it's, it, it took me a long time. Plus mm-hmm. they always have some way of having a certain amount of control over you. And that keeps you connected because mm-hmm. they know their behavior is bad. But they oh, just, you think so? Oh, I think they know okay. to a certain degree their behavior is bad, but um, they don't want to, you know, they don't elaborate on it or admit to it. No, sure. But oh, definitely. Well, that's the key mm-hmm. about toxic people and why they don't change is because they don't take ownership of their behavior. Yep. Mm-hmm. Period. They don't at all. I mean, I think that would be a defining factor on whether you're thinking about leaving a relationship. I mean, you could have a troubled relationship and all kinds of problems. And if the person, you know, would say, oh, I know I shouldn't have acted like that. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. But yeah. then when you have the toxic person who's like, well, this happened to a friend of mine, her husband wanted to go to counseling so the counselor could tell them what's wrong with her. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And the counselor saw right through that. <laughs> yep. But, and as soon as, um, she addressed anything with him. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Quit counseling. Oh, for sure. That happens. So I see that. Again, mm-hmm. not taking ownership. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I see that. People will do end. that all the time. Or um, I'll have patients that I'm usually, and it's usually the female. You know, mm-hmm. I do see males. I take that back. I do see males in this situation that are in a toxic relationship and they come in to try to fix it. <clears throat> and I'll say, Bring your husband or your wife in mm-hmm. and let's all talk. No. <laughs> they won't come in here. Okay. They don't want to see you. They're scared of you. Yeah. They're scared to yeah. talk to you for fear of what you're going to say to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not going to start screaming at them, but I will make them accountable for their behavior. You know, right. Do you think it's right what you're doing? Do you think it's okay to speak like mm-hmm. this or, you know, in a very calm manner? But, you know, it can be deadly. Yeah. So to someone's well-being. So what do we know about toxic people? What are some of the traits that makes a toxic person? Well, I think what I have more is like, well, I guess toxic behaviors equals a toxic person. And I think, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're just not feeling like it's quite right and really sit down and ask yourself some of these things. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, do they have multiple conditions and rules to maintain this relationship? Sure. I mean, that's a huge thing, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That's a control thing, too. Control. Uh, I see this a lot. Actually, this happened with my aunt. Yeah. Who I love dearly now. Uh-huh. Um, she did not see my mom or the rest of us for 40 something years. Wow. Because mm-hmm. of a very possessive husband. Yep. Oh, gosh. I see that a lot. Um, and now 
She's remarried to an amazing, wonderful man, and we see her all the time. It's just such a godsend, I swear. Anyway. You would think that would be the first key right there when somebody starts telling you, and that goes with abusers as mm -hmm. well, stop seeing your family. Right. And I want to go through how that scenario goes down. Don't let me forget that. Right. So do they they keep you from seeing family and friends, and they're possessive, they're they're, um, suspicious all the time, Uh, do they keep score? Do you have to check in constantly? Yeah. Like I had a friend a while back, whenever we'd go out and if we were running the least bit late, it was this almost this panic thing where she had to text him or call him. Mm-hmm. My my daughter. Yeah, my, I my don't understand that. My stepdaughter was in a toxic marriage. Well, it was abusive, verbally abusive. Okay. We never beat her or anything. But mm-hmm. so she and I are at the zoo in Phoenix, she's nine months pregnant. That's where we used to go when she was a little girl. Yeah. But walking around the zoo, I'm visiting from Michigan, and he's blowing up her phone every three minutes, oh, her boy. first husband. Where are you? What are you yeah, doing? I need right. you to get home. What's going on? And I'm like, we're not picking up men. We're at the zoo. <laughs> right. She's nine months pregnant. We're just right. trying to get it like a hot dog. Not a see- hot date. <laughs> a hot dog, for God's sake. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's right. exactly how that went. So I want to explain briefly, since we're on the subject right now, what it looks like when somebody starts to isolate you from your family and friends, right? Because this is hugely important. It's very gradual. Ah. So the toxic person is very engaging, just like the narcissist, very happy, engaging, charming, Charming. loving. They're doing things for you no one else has. They're very compassionate. They, you know, your every need is met, so on and so forth. Then you start introducing friends and family, whoever it may be. And suddenly you, you leave. And they say, um, you know, this is all hypothetical, but it always ends up the same way. You know, um, your mom was a little rude. What? You mm, say? <laughs> what yeah. do you mean your mom was, my mom was rude? Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way she looked at me when you went to the bathroom. And that would kind of made me feel weird. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. That's strange. Mm-hmm. My mom's not usually not like that. <laughs> Are you saying I'm lying? Oh, no, I'm not. No, no. I just, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not like her to be that way. Well, I know what I know. This is what a toxic person would say. Then the next thing you know, it's, you know what? You're going to go out with your mom? Mm. You're going to go see your mom? Okay. After the way she treated me? Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, you go ahead and you do that. You let her treat me like shit if that's mm. what you want to do. Then obviously you love your mother more than you love <gasps> me. And Ooh, that's, that's and, yeah. yeah. And so Weighing this is, affection. so slowly but surely mom's edged out. Mm-hmm. Then it's, oh, your friend Sally? Sally? She's a slut. I know. <laughs> what? How do you know that? Uh, because I know, or whatever it may be. Wow. I didn't like how she said or what she did or how she acted with mm-hmm. me, that kind of thing. So then slowly but surely, your world that you've had this huge relationship, this good relationship, yeah. becomes this very small one-on-one. Ooh, I want to add to that. So yeah. there's this cool uh, website. It's called HeySigmund.com, as in Sigmund Freud. Like that. And I love this quote. I have a dog named Freud, by the way. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> um Every so toxic people, everything they do is to keep people small and manageable. This yep. will play out through judgment, oppression, and criticism. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes to keep someone in their place. Ooh. Yep. They don't want you out of your role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you morph into this other person to fit their yeah, ne- their needs. needs. I don't know if needs is even the right word. Sure. Their um, control. But I have I've seen this recently, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. been hard for me to witness. Actually, it is. This hard. is a friend I care, you know, 
dearly. Mm-hmm. I've known her a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it up to them. That's the other bad part about it. You bring it up to me. You're fearful to say or do anything because they will stop talking to you. They, yeah. they they'll they'll if you get come at a to, uh, somebody who's in a toxic relationship too too strong, they'll they'll dump you, stop you, and won't come back. Like in therapy, they won't come back and see me. You have to take right. it very gradual. Right. I agree. If you, they they think you're slamming mm-hmm. who somebody they're with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the key things to know that you're in a toxic relationship is you feel bad around that other person. <laughs> that does seem very obvious, though. Doesn't but, it? Right? I, you know, it seems really obvious, but in reality, it isn't. Really? You know, okay, yeah. so let's say so-and-so calls you up or mm-hmm. um, you're going to see so-and-so and you're like, they've been a friend forever. I really oh. – are yeah. you obligated mm. to see them or do you want to see them? Exactly. Okay. Because of what? Or do you the feel fallout? guilty? Do you feel guilty? Guilt. If you, like, oh, sorry, it's just not right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. They prey on that guilt. They hope that you have that guilt because they don't have any guilt. They don't care because you serve a need or a purpose mm. for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but often we ignore that and make excuses because oh, we're kind huge. and loving people. Making excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to trap you in lies too. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. They enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't say that; you meant that, and then eventually you're going. You're questioning that? yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I never knew that term, gaslighting. Yes. So when you start questioning yourself, I, this is like a recent term I've heard. Has this been around for a long time or well, you, something? You know, I've just never <clears throat> been familiar with this term. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear gaslighting for a very long time myself either. I okay. Obviously, I wasn't taught it in in social work yeah. school. <laughs> I'm like okay, <laughs> uh, you know. But definitely gaslight. What do you think gaslighting is? Do you have any idea? Well, I mean, I just came across it reading. So yeah, uh, what did they you say? start? You start questioning yourself your own self and what you're thinking and doing. yeah okay so so charismatic narcissistic or toxic people have carry the same similar trait of being able to manipulate things mm-hmm. to their benefit right? right yeah so when they're in a relationship with somebody who is fulfilling a need for them even if they're when they're dead wrong they will never admit it <laughs> they will not True. admit i am True. wrong you are right mm-hmm. i apologize it's very difficult for them to do it, that's another thing they don't listen it's not a reciprocal Ooh, relationship. You know what? I have that written down. Yeah. Um, about listening. Yes. We'll get right yeah. to that. But gaslighting. But I'll listen to you right now. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so, but with gaslighting, what happens is um, they will twist the words to say, are, are you kidding me? I never would have done that if you hadn't have done A, B, C, or D. And you'll say, what are you talking about? Uh, you told mm. me to go to the store. I went to the store and I came back and you're – and no, I didn't. Mm. I told you oh. if you were going to go to the store and this or that, you're really losing it. Oh. That's one of their favorite lines. You're really losing That's it. That's exhausting. Are you, it is exhausting. Are you sure? You know, you don't – you know, you're the one who has the problem. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's nuts. Blame. Not me. Not me. I work with plenty of people in addiction. Um, I have a patient right now um, – her uh, husband gaslights her all the time. Hmm. He he takes off with other women, he uses drugs on the weekend, and then convinces her that he wouldn't have done any of it if she had just been a little bit nicer. Oh. That we see a lot of that in addiction, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's that it's it's and then you start questioning yourself, saying, Is it me? Is mm-hmm. it, am I crazy? Is this right? That kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what gaslighting is. Yeah. I mean, I have on my list one of the things to ask yourself, you know, are you always explaining and defending yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just, like I said, that just sounds so 
so exhausting. Life's hard enough to then to have to come home and explain and defend yourself and mm-hmm. clarify everything. Yeah. Good God. And by the way, you're, you're, it falls on deaf ears. Uh, so when yeah, you're explaining and defending yourself and, and you know, in ABCDFG, yeah. they're sitting there saying, I'm not even listening to you. <laughs> because right, it serves no purpose for me because I could care less. They don't listen to understand. So mm-hmm. a lot of people lis- listen to reply or judge, mm-hmm. but they don't listen to understand. Yep. And there's a huge difference. Uh, there yeah. is a huge difference there. Mm-hmm. So in your conversations, is it reciprocal? You know, you and I are having a reciprocal conversation right now. So let's say we were two passionate women sitting there talking about what's going on in our lives. And I'm sitting here saying to you, and this is what was wrong with my other relationships that I've had, or not others, but that was wrong with my toxic relationship with my old friend was you know, this is what's going on, ABCDFG, I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she's looking around, staring at something else. And I'm like, are you listening <laughs> to me? Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then it gets to the point that you don't even talk about yourself because they don't care. Well, or this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like, okay, so say with my business. So say I say something yeah. like, um, gosh, my business has been going really well. I'm really excited about reopening it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then instead of the friend adding to that conversation saying like, oh, well, I mean, this sounds corny. They wouldn't word it this way. But, you know, basically like, well, tell me more about it or what's going on or, you know, details. No, it's yes. immediately flipped over to their experience. Mm-hmm. And usually it's, oh, well, I wish I had time to do that or, you mm-hmm. know, do something that I enjoyed. Or if I say something like, uh, oh, things have been really great with my husband. You know, we've worked a, through a lot of things. You know, yep. we had a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of asking a question like, oh, where'd you go? Or, mm-hmm. you know, again, asking mm-hmm. details, elaborating on it um, immediately. Mm-hmm. It shifts to their experience of their shitty experience with their husband. Yes. That's tough to deal with because what happens is you begin watering yourself down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your friend to be your biggest cheerleader. I think we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and your I husband. Think, I yes. think that's such a – you use that term. Yes. Yeah, and yes. it's it's hard when uh, – like around friends, too. When they don't want to hear When it. you start watering yourself down, because you know you're just either going to get, oh, well, must be nice to have free time, blah, blah, blah. Or they don't want to hear but about it at all. The thing is, and I know this, and so that's why I don't get too frustrated about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't excuse it, but I, I know it's not conscious or intentional. Mm-hmm. I know if I ever said to this person, like, you know, I don't really feel like you're happy for my recovery or happy yeah, that I'm doing yeah. well, I know it would just absolutely floor this person. Like, what? Some people, but other people, they I, know exactly what really? they're doing. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, They do. Listen, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The verdict's out on that one. I no, don't think it's, I'll tell it's you, uh, conscious. In my experience, in my experience with um, graduating from college at, mm-hmm. a, at an I was 46 years old when I went back to college. I got ah, two graduate. I got a wow. graduate undergrad from U of M and a graduate degree from state. Okay. Mm-hmm. With honors through the whole thing. I don't talk a lot about that, but that was really a big accomplishment for me Definitely. at that age. Yeah. And my friends didn't take it so well. Really? No. And then my sobriety. I'm almost seven years, I've... 17, 17 mm. years sober. Both of those things I lost friends over. I've wondered about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Liz, oh, yeah, she's sober or what? I she's can no give more, a shit. She's, she's no I don't fun. care. You drink all you want. It's right. just not for me, right? I went back to college because my husband got very ill. I was mm-hmm. a chef for 30 years. My husband was ill. My knees were going out. My lower back was killing me constantly from standing and, you know, cooking okay. all day and all night, hustling. And I thought, I need to go back. I always wanted to be a therapist, get a degree so that I can take care of both of us. For the rest mm-hmm. of our lives, I can mm-hmm. sit down and say why shit till I'm ninety, <laughs> and that's why and why that's, shit. Is that what she said? <laughs> yeah, let's rename our podcast. <laughs> we get some why shit why here to talk shit. about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. My cackling. No, but it's true. Oh, I um, friends, a few friends got a little more distant. Things got a little weird, you know. And so you're right. You water down your life. You don't mm-hmm. want to talk about your achievements and goals. And you do a lot more when you're sober. By the way. You know what I mean? When you're, you don't drink really hardly no, anything no. at all. So you know yeah. what I mean? There's, for me, it was a whole new world was open wow. because cocktail hour wasn't happening and there was all kinds of stuff to do in the evening. And, you know, like we have this podcast now. I have a whole meditation center mm-hmm. I want to work on building. I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about my next adventure. Yeah, me too. I can't I don't yeah. want to retire. God, me either. No that would way. be a death sentence me too. to me. Oh my God. Well, I experienced it to a lesser degree when I, quit work. Yes. Not good. No. <laughs> no. Even all the sun in Arizona, which right. there's more than I, the sun itself, <laughs> I right. think, was a death sentence for you. It I mean, was. you people, you got to keep mm-hmm. moving. Uh, your depression just takes a hold then, right? So true. Did, yep. did you ever find, and this is another one, um, that the toxic person doesn't make any effort to comfort you or your feelings? I, I definitely have felt that personally many times yeah sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah um the they don't want to hear it i i know if i would cry or anything that you know or be upset it was very uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. very uncomfortable because they don't want to it's all about them it takes attention away from them yeah yeah and yeah. and that's something that they don't want well again if, if you comfort someone you have empathy mm-hmm. and that's what the toxic person often lacks mm-hmm. so absolutely do you uh also um the toxic toxic person, and, and remember, we're talking about families too, mm-hmm. right? Not just sure. lovers and, and and everything else, but um, they. If you get out of line, um, they don't like that because they run the relationship. Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, again, they're, they they make the rules. Yep, yep. They're in control. And they have the little checklist. Yes, <laughs> checklist. And and everybody has their role in every relationship we're in, right? So if we get a little mm-hmm. cocky. Or, and move out of our role, people don't like that. They get all weirded out. Yeah, that so you're is supposed true. to stay in that role and do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever heard that when you when you see families, you know, you know, the middle child, oh, yeah, the savior, right. or the firstborn, <laughs> you know, everybody has their role. True, true. And you get out of that and That's people don't funny. like it, mm-hmm. right? Um, one thing, this is dear and dear to my heart. They lie and you say nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to do that all the time. I would just say, okay. Or I, another thing was, that happened to me. That didn't happen to you. <laughs> I'd keep it to myself. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Selective one. memory loss there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, but it, it does happen. You know, it's in, and it's to make their lives look more interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say no to a toxic person. Mm-hmm. Because of the drama. 
drama. And the fallout. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's going to get really The walking ugly. on eggshells. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, exhausting. <laughs> Without a doubt, exhausting. Yeah. So why do people drag all their toxic family members to every holiday? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll have to say, I don't... I my holidays are warm and cheery, <laughs> like lovely? a Hallmark card. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I agree with that. I have, a, I have my fa- I have a good family as far as that mm-hmm. goes. I really do, but yeah. I didn't at one point. <laughs> it's I love you, honey, but your family is oh, really crazy. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? You just say no. I moved away. Oh well, okay, sixteen hundred miles away. That works. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. There's just some families that, and I used to go over this all the time with my own patients and um, that were in addiction or not in addiction, mm-hmm. in, in depression, anxiety, whatever it may be. Why do you keep inviting people to your home that cause drama, make you feel bad, that it's you're white knuckling through every holiday? Mm-hmm. My God, life is too short for that, right? It's, it's, this is the deal. I'm having a holiday. You can come, but you got to play nice or you have to leave. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. people uh, put themselves through that every year. Well, I don't know. How do you just not invite certain people? You're going to get fallout from that. I See, know. that's the tough thing. I don't know, like, you being the therapist. I mean, yeah. like, I understand you can leave some toxic relationships. But my gosh, what do you do with family when you're so enmeshed? I mean, how do you? How do you deal with that? I well, understanding that you're enmeshed imagine. and that it is a toxic relationship and that you don't deserve the fallout that you get. Okay. So for some reasons, you know, when we there, I'm the youngest in my family. You know, I okay. get a certain degree of shit from everybody. You know, still at <laughs> you know, I'm the baby at 58 oh for God's sakes. You uh-huh. know, so but I mean, if I get a little too cocky or a little, so yeah. I know where my place is. I kind of bring it down a little mm-hmm. bit, right? But um, there's families that um, will just nag and keep on and and go. And and so I really strongly have to encourage my patients, um, excuse me, to um, take the time to say, hey, you know, there's tactful ways to do it. I think it's we're just going to stay home or we're going to go up north. You know, we're just Mm going to check out this this holiday, whatever it may be. Okay, so – Instead of making a, a huge statement and drama, yes. you no. kind of withdraw, no. right? Because you know again, they won't yeah. they won't accept any responsibility. So, no. so it's kind of a wasted thing to say, "Hey, this you know, it is, is. a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't like what you're saying to me. I don't mm-hmm. like how you're acting, commenting about my food that I'm making for exactly. a holiday or whatever." You know, I deal with this all the time with patients that come in that don't have a good relationship with their mother or their father or both mm-hmm. or brothers or sisters. And uh, one just came in recently, and her mother said, "Well, just so you know." <laughs> we're we're selling our home in Michigan and moving. Okay, well, this is like overnight decision. And oh, okay. I said, okay, she's just creating smoke. Oh, okay. She's just saying these things to make you feel mm-hmm. bad. And immediately, you know, she's my patient. God lovers dissolved into tears, oh. saying, you know, I, you know, even though she's a difficult mother, I love her. You know, I'm like, of course, honey, but you can't give in. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay? Oh, that's a good thing. Yes, and that's, but that's a hard thing you just said. But I love her. Oh my god, I, and, that's and so we hard do. We do love these when people, love right? Them. It is. And what do I say about toxic relationships? They don't have relationships. They take hostage. Because mm. it's not a reciprocal thing. It is a wow. one-sided relationship. You do what they say, you you go along with the program, mm-hmm. or you're being difficult. Yeah, right. You're, right, you're right. the difficult one. Mm-hmm. 
You know, another thing with a toxic relationship also, um, no matter who it is in the family, is a lot of times they don't have your back. Mm. They're not there for you when you need them, but you're always there when they need you. Yes, I've experienced that Mm -hmm. somewhat. I mean, really, honestly, most of my relationships are great. Wow, you're lucky. I do. I feel like I have very healthy relationships in my life. That's good. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a. I almost feel like it's... More like once in a while, there's some toxic behavior mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and there. I mm-hmm. mean, where it's not extreme enough where I would say, ah, oh, you know, th- mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> yeah. I just recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, as we get older, we get more selective with the people we surround True. ourselves with. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. I have talked about that so much with my friends in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's our, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you get older, your own mortality or just uh, that you're, you've are you got a full life and you're so busy that when you have free time, you want to spend it with nurturing people. Mm-hmm. Nurturing, so, loving people right? that are your best cheerleader. Yes. That are that call you up. I mean, in a lot of cases, it's just good manners. You know, mm-hmm. Call you up and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? How's that working for you? How's it going? You know, um, uh, how are you feeling? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times we forget about that. I know, um, you know, my niece, I, um, I love my niece to death, her, uh, fiance, I make a point because there's so many of us and only one of him Mm. to come over and ask him, how are your children? How are you doing? You know, what's going on? Uh, What's going on in your life? How are you? Because, you know, people get lost in the shuffle and if they don't say anything, you know, we just kind of roll right over them. Yep. Sure. Um, so tell me, Julie, what do you think about um, passive aggressive toxic people? Mm, that's a tough one mm-hmm. because it's not so obvious. I yeah. guess. How yeah. does that manifest? Oh, you see that a lot on social media or Facebook. Oh, oh, big, big, uh, <laughs> strong people behind a typewriter yeah, or a voicemail. Yeah, you see that. Won't pick that, up the phone, won't that's face thing, you. God, that really frustrates me for some reason. That really gets under my skin for mm-hmm. some reason where you know someone has an issue with you. And again, I have all perfect friends. No, but anyway. <laughs> um, okay, like as an example, you know someone has an issue with you. But then yeah. they post about it like this vague comment on Facebook. And sure. you know it's directed towards you, but then mm-hmm. like they don't take ownership. Oh, no, that wasn't meant for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, oh, that just kind of mm, sure. gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And How do you deal with that? Because, again, they don't take ownership mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it wasn't even directed towards you. Well, you know, and people, like <laughs> I said, are, are all big and bad and aggressive and badasses behind a keyboard. Yeah. Or a voicemail. <laughs> and, you know, there's this new sneaky way now that oh, you God. can leave a voicemail. You can call somebody and leave a voicemail. goes right to voicemail and won't uh, ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know somebody who learned that, and that's their way of oh, <laughs> boy. leaving some kind of death threat. <laughs> and mine ring- my last one, that one I got, rang. Dear God, that thing shook me up for days. I know. It shook me up. I know. Even God, considering yeah. my sister, like, both of us are like, oh, my God. We're like, should we you know, report this to the authorities? You know, as much as I come off as being some kind of, like, strong, badass kind of woman or whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like confrontation. I know you don't. I'm not. I'm a big a pillow under there. I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know. I'm loving and caring. And mm-hmm. it, stuff like that is really painful for me. It's right. terrible. 
you know? Yeah, for anyone. Mm-hmm. For, for anyone, right? If, if you ever talk to somebody about the things that are going on in your life and then they um, tr- trump you immediately with, oh, well, you think that's bad. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You think that's that... bad. My arm's falling off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always fun, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It is. And that's yeah. – so then, once again, we're not having a reciprocal conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's more of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so – Drama, 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 drama. So I looked up the definition of drama because everybody, that is the most overused word in the world, drama. Would you not agree? She yeah. She brings a lot of drama. Yeah, true. A lot of well, drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if we were analyzing my life over the nine, last <laughs> three, nine weeks, it, I guess you could classify it as drama, but I can't help it. All that shit just happened oh to me. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, <laughs> One thing geez. after another. You know, just one stupid thing after another. I think. Oh, another horrible thing was is last Sunday my tub backed up and my. Oh toilet. my god! Yeah, I didn't hear about this one. Oh, I know. I missed well, I just this stopped, one, Liz. I stopped talking. You're right. About all I of know. It. I'd call you, and you're just like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> you don't even want to know what. I mean. But I can't help it. I think that. So okay, the definition of drama is an exciting, emotional, or unexpected series of events and circumstances. Now that's wow, pretty positive. Sounds right? very positive. That doesn't, doesn't sound, sound negative, negative at all. It sounds so. I think we're looking more at like it being theatrical. Uh, I yeah. guess you know. Oh, you'll what's never a, guess what happened. That yeah, kind of thing. What's a better word? For I don't know. I was thinking I like I, I was thinking about that. Trying to um, I don't know. Gossip with the intent to start trouble is more of what we're talking about mm, gossip, um, yeah. comes from insecurity you know people you know pitting people against each other Ooh, yeah, yeah that's kind of like what it is because mm-hmm. creating dra- that's would be creating a dramatic situation mm-hmm. and that's more like did you know what she said and then you know going behind people's backs true you know people can't like it's help deliver it happens i swear i can't you know yeah i mean it's just been the i don't know the moon's in something or other, oh i probably. know there's all this yeah weird stuff going retrograde on. i know i, I, I mean i wish track. i knew it all we gotta ask douglas about that that's he knows true. all about yeah. retrograde yeah. and all that kind of stuff that's going on but i guess when you think of drama you think of someone being very deliberate yeah about what they're doing oh yeah yeah sure there and 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 they are i mean it's <clears throat> Well, okay, and so that's the other person who posts on Facebook who is a toxic person. I'm in the hospital. I'm on my way back in. They're sending pictures of IVs and, you know, I'm I'm going here. This or that's happening and making more of a situation than it actually is. Oh, yeah. Okay. True. So, you know, that can be a component as well. Mm-hmm. Exaggeration. Absolutely. So maybe we should talk about how to get out of these relationships mm. and i don't know is there <laughs> there's no definitive answer no, no i was isn't. like okay i'm gonna research this okay <laughs> what did you come up with well i came up with uh <laughs> this is a funny part this kept popping in my head so this is a romantic relationship 50 ways to leave your lover okay <laughs> slip out the back jack <laughs> make a new plan stan yeah am i gonna get sued for like now no. you don't need to be coy you're boy. not singing <laughs> you don't want me to sing. Trust me. Hop on the bus, Gus. Don't yes. drop off the Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, there's 50 ways. There's 50 ways but, to leave uh, your lover. But I don't know. I was looking again at this uh, website, which I thought was really cool. The Sigmund, what was it? Sigmund.com. Uh-huh. Something. It's in my notes somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, one is uh, step out of denial. 
mm-hmm. you know, start asking yourself these questions that mm-hmm. I was posing, like, you know, do I have to check in constantly? Do they keep score? Am I wa- always walking on eggshells? Uh, do I feel energized or drained after I spend an hour with this person? Do I want to spend time, like you were saying, or do I feel like I have to? Obligated. It, yeah. I mean, really start to analyze it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, what were some other things? Any Well, leaving? you know, sucking the life force out of yeah, you. Yeah, right. They literally right. sucking the life force out of you. You find yourself saying... Um, oh, I got to take into consideration. I have to see this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you find yourself juggling Bracing. your schedule, <laughs> yeah. juggling your schedule around what you're anticipating their needs are going to be, mm-hmm. right? And that, and you know, uh, yeah, that's difficult. Again, trying to fit in their world, you're yes. always morphing yourself or making yourself different. I guess one thing huge is: I am I authentic around this person? Yeah. Again, like me feeling like sometimes in the past I had to water myself down. Mm-hmm. That didn't feel good even though i wouldn't say oh my god it was a horrible toxic relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. but that hurts though after a while of course it does always like i know you're always monitoring yourself yes that's that's again exhausting kind of stuff um and then one thing i i was reading is like to um look at at the hidden benefits of this relationship like so Mm -hmm. even though it's toxic you, you know there's still some some perks that you get, okay, like, does this person make you feel sexy? Do they pick up your kids from school and help them with their homework mm-hmm, or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's like you start to realize, you know, like, well, that's okay. So this is part of the reason why I stayed in the relationship. But you know what? Even though there's these perks, I have so many dysfunctional uh, aspects of the relationship that hurt me and that weigh me down. Um, yeah. Again, that deplete you. Oh, I like this. Um Jerry Maguire, you know the movie Jerry yeah, Maguire? Sure. You know the cheesy stuff. Like you, you complete completely me. well toxic <laughs> right? Toxic yes. relationships, you deplete me. Yes. <laughs> so yep. that's a huge yep. thing. Do they deplete you? Mm-hmm. Right? And one of the things is with in toxic relationships, when you're ending one, we give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, completely. Over and over and over again. Like I said from the beginning of the podcast, they know who they're choosing to have relationships with, kind and loving people Mm -hmm. that will give in to their demands. Yeah, and and the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Absolutely. This flip-flop, charming, and then all of a sudden they... Sure. They start out as charismatic people that are, you know, offer great benefit to you. And then slowly but surely the world gets smaller and Mm -hmm. smaller and smaller. And ending a relationship can be dangerous. True. Because they will keep dragging you back in and Mm -hmm. threatening you. Mm-hmm. Okay. They will threaten you in some way, make you feel like um, it's your fault or you're doing something wrong. And we yeah. find ourselves right back where we were. So my question is, do you, because it's so dysfunctional, do you even talk about ending the relationship? Or do you, like in my friend's case, um, <laughs> she just moved out. While her husband mm-hmm. was at work, yeah, because she was so terrified of him sabotaging her stuff or whatever sabotaging things mm-hmm. that this was all she done. was right too. It was all done secretly, and oh, he we could talk about this, but I, it's too much mm-hmm. right now. He mm-hmm. has sabotaged her. Mm-hmm. He has pulled out all the stops. Yeah, unbelievable stuff he's pulled since she's left. Yeah, because it crushed his ego. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. So in, in her case, it was so volatile that she just bam laughed. But are there sometimes where like 
you can kind of... There's no reasoning with them. You're not no. going to have a okay. good outcome in that respect. Okay. okay. So if you defend yourself, if you try to defend yourself in a toxic mm. relationship when you've had enough shit and it's up to your yeah. eyeballs, right. they will turn it on you, gaslight you, okay. and say, look at all the drama. You and all your drama, okay, Julie. You and all your drama. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you as friends mm-hmm. when they're attacking you. They're attacking you and saying, you're ABCDFG and you did ABCDFG. And you're like, what are you talking about? I did not. And you defend yourself. And they call that drama. You're just so dramatic and you're mm-hmm. this and you're that. When in fact, they're projecting. That's exactly oh, who they projecting. are. That's okay. I've yeah. seen a lot of projecting. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly who they are. Yeah. But they try to convince you that it's actually you. Oh, good Lord. And it's not you. And that happens a lot, especially in friendships. Yeah. It does. And, and then finally, you get to the point where there's a blowout where you say, I just can't go back into this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm happier away yeah. from this yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And you, you know how you can tell a lot about that, who is a toxic person and what's really going on with a toxic person is they have, they'll tell you through their own conversations how many oh, relationships mm-hmm. they've had that are over. Burn bridges. Many burn yeah, bridges. Like, yeah. I haven't talked to so-and-so in 10 years. I, I you know, who has those kinds of things? I okay. Like ex-boyfriends or ex-friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we never spoke past this day. We never spoke past that day. You know, I only have one relationship like that, as far as I know. Well, maybe two. But um, both were the same situation that I was trying to keep the relationship going, but the relationship was not going anywhere as long as I stayed, and unless I stayed in my lane with them and did what they wanted right. me well, to do. Right, again, conforming. And, and <laughs> also, I've grown apart. We've grown yeah. apart. We don't have the same interests. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same things that are important to us, right? Yeah, and if, you know, the person's not toxic, they would they would have some understanding like yeah sure. you're right do yeah. not take it like as a, a horrible personal slam if they have some self-esteem mm-hmm. you know yeah i guess we are we've kind of grown mm-hmm. apart you know i wish you well like you were saying absolutely and they're yeah. very set in their ways mm-hmm. very set in their ways so inflexible knowing, right yes they're very inflexible mm-hmm. and so what they do know a toxic person knows is they want you to be who they are where they are stay in your lane do what they want you to do um and if you feel that your life force is being sucked out of you, that you're not happy, that you feel as though they are taking, they're not reciprocal, it's not a giving relationship, it is a one-sided mm-hmm. relationship, and you're better away, that's a toxic relationship. Yeah. But it's hard to get out of, but <clears throat> it can be done. And first is being self-aware. Exactly. I'm aware that, mm-hmm. you know, this is not healthy for me. And over and over, my husband's like, you've got to get out. My God, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? I'm like, oh, we've been friends for 40 years. Oh, God. But, I, you know, in my defense, I lived away more than I lived here. So I didn't know actually who she was until about 13 years well, ago. Well, like you were saying, people tell you who, who they, they are. are. And we don't, we don't listen. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. We don't listen. We just um, keep making excuses and hoping that things are different with us, right? Mm-hmm. So I would hear her trash talk somebody and go, "Ooh, that's a good." I bet indicator. she's not trash talking me, is she? Oh, I know. That's <laughs> and then a it was like, she, I, I can only imagine what she's saying right? about me when I'm not yeah. here." Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like that like to really put other people down. Mm-hmm. They're always putting other people down. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to say thank you for my functional, healthy relationships. You're- Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I, they're the greatest. <laughs> you know Absolutely. how I am. But no, no, there's truth to that. I do. I thank my, you know, my friends who are there for me and supportive. Absolutely. Yes. It's your tribe. It's mm. your good ah, tribe. Yeah. I love that. The tri- yeah, yeah. You have to be mm-hmm. selective. Why are we not selective enough of the people we surround ourselves with? So true. You know, Julie, that's, speci- you know, you're not my patient any longer, but you're a friend. You know, mm-hmm. well, you get a little therapy on the, the back <laughs> right. and on the phone Try and stuff to like. sneak in a little. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but I enjoy being around you mm-hmm. because this is another key word. It's easy. True. Our relationship yeah, is right, easy. Right. That's you and true. I get on the telephone and talk for an hour. We're like, oh, my God, we've been on the phone mm-hmm. for over an hour. I can't believe we've been on the phone yeah. this long, right? Good point. It's just, it's easy. Yeah, and I'm not second-guessing what I'm saying to you or monitoring sure. it, too. Absolutely, and yeah. I'm excited for everything that happens for you. Exactly. You're excited for everything that happens for me. Mm-hmm. I have another dear friend I adore, Jill. I, uh, You know, Jill, I hear from her here and there. If she doesn't call me back or text me back right away, I, who cares? It's Ooh, like, yeah. hey, honey, how are you? I have to cancel tonight. Mm-hmm. You cancel on somebody in a toxic oh, relationship. Yes. The wrath of God's coming down on your ass, right? Exactly. Oh, I know. We have to go. But, yes. you know, I have a friend who literally I could like maybe go if I went like a year without talking to her or yeah. six months. Mm-hmm. And she'd just be like, oh, I just figured you were busy or didn't know, yep. you know, figured something was going on. My best friend MB's like I, that. I mean, yep. I don't ever, ever have to explain. Susan, nope. I love you dearly. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to explain what's ever. going on or what your motives mm-hmm. are or what happened. Yeah. You know, it's they're just easy relationships. And that's one thing we have to take from this whole mm-hmm. conversation we just had, which just went by in three minutes. I know, right. Again. Yes. Yeah. Again, is toxic relationships are hard. They're difficult to manage and they're life draining. An easy, reciprocal, loving relationship is just what it is, easy. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones you need to put your good energy and focus into. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another great podcast. Thank you, Julie. Yeah. Thank, um, you. thank you to Jessica, my engineer. I want to uh, kind of dedicate this podcast to my brother, Danny and Doreen, who lost their beloved dog, oh. Lola. She was a beautiful, great Dane. Mm-hmm. They had her for 11 years. And, you know, they only lived to be about 10 or 11. And she just passed away recently. And um, but you can find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, in two weeks. I think I'm going to be here solo, flying solo. Julie is taking abandoning, little, you. abandoning me. Don't so get mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm not, <laughs> God damn you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. I don't know what the topic's going to be yet. I'm going to have to think about that. But we'll figure it out. And it'll be up on our Facebook page. And uh, we're going to outro today with my brother, Dan Holmes, his group Coup de Trois and Welcome. And it's Welcome to Detroit. It's a great tune. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you very much to everybody. Have a great day and namaste. Reporting live from Detroit's West Side. One Detroit officer is charged with torching the crack house and investigators say two of the officers so busy and frustrating the neighbors and the police because they just want to put it out of business.